Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important, that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. And today's topic is this one. We're going to be talking about how to keep a late talker's focus on speech improvement. We've talked over and over on this channel about how it really is ultimately the responsibility of the late talking child to work hard, to understand, listen, learn the language that they want to use, and then put in the effort to practice it, to try it, to give it a trial and error. And it is the job, in my feeling, that's what I coach here on this platform, the job of the language facilitator is to equip and empower the late talker to do that, to practice. You give them the models they need, you give them the tools, you give them the examples, and then they pick it up because they are motivated to learn how to use spoken language. And when you do it, using the right words, the right way, at the right time. That's how spoken language happens naturally. It's not magic. It's facilitated spoken language that you are helping the late talker acquire. And it takes effort. It doesn't happen overnight. No language is learned overnight. You didn't learn your first language overnight. And even if you learn subsequent languages, you might have learned how to say a few words in your first lesson, but it took long time, years and years of practice for you to become proficient at that language. And that's why we as language facilitators, we don't expect the late talker to be brilliant at talking on day one. What we expect is them to try to improve every single day. That's what we're looking for is their effort to improve. So this whole video is motivated by um, a question that I got from one of the clients that I'm actually working with in my Waves of Communication program, and it's this. Her son, whose name starts with D, D is doing very well, in my humble opinion. That's because she has been working very hard on her language facilitation and how she knows that he's doing very well is because she sees it. Her evidence is in her late talker's actual production. And what she sees is one to two times a day speaking full natural sentences. Natural means the right words the right way at the right time. Well, they might not be perfect, but at least they mean what is appropriate for that situation. Now, however, she is noticing that he goes up and down in effort during the day. And how do we attain and maintain above the line? And the line that she's talking about is in my workbook, okay? So first of all, I'm just going to show you really quick. It's the Language Facilitation Journey to Speech Workbook that I have published and if you stick around, I've got some news about how it's getting even more accessible to more people everywhere all over the world. So stick around for that. But anyway, this is what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about a couple of the tools that are in that workbook that you can use today. I'm going to show you the tool that, that this parent is talking about. Is this tool the level? Oops, it's not this tool. It's the one below it. I had to scroll down. It's this one. The oh, it's not even. Look at me. I'm trying to find the one that I'm looking for. It is this the spoken love expression. This is the one. Sorry about that, everybody. Just so you know, we're still at the end of Mercury retrograde. So I'm still working out all the kinks on getting all my graphics and stuff aligned. So thanks for bearing with me for those of you who watch me live. Now, this is what this mom is talking about. This levels of functional spoken language expression. The kids don't get up to these levels without their own effort and trying. And that's what we're talking about today is getting these levels up above the line. And the line she's talking about is here, the level between three and four, where functional spoken language begins. Now, her late talker varies even within a day. 
in his motivation. So it's motivation that makes this level go up and down. When you are feeling, again, very, um, I can't do it. I don't have it in me. All I've got is crying and I'm just over it. Like you can't even think about thinking about thinking about talking. You just go back to crying and, and just guess what I need and whatever, okay? <clears throat> now, that is triggered by any many things. When they go down, they're triggered by fear, um, anxiety, any kind of, you see the trigger that triggers the blockage. Some kind of blockage makes those levels go down. And the thing that makes the levels go up is releasing of blockages right? Because when the blockage is not away, now I can focus on my talking again. Because remember, we can't focus on making improvement of things that are challenging for us. Talking's challenging for all late talkers. And we can't make improvement in that. We can't expect them to make improvement in that while they still have anxieties or fears or feelings of inability. That's why we equip and empower them to go up these levels. So how do you keep it consistently? How do you keep them from dive bombing every day? That's what we're going to be talking about today, okay? So now you're understanding where this video is coming from. And I can put all this stuff away that we don't need. There we go. And let's get into how you're going to make that happen. And so what I've done is I've put together five little strategy tips for you to help you with this process. And before we get going, I just want to remind you one more time that this is a live Q&A episode. If you are interested, if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you want to talk about your late talkers progress, please post it in the comments and I'll talk about them after I talk about these five tips today. Okay. And please like this video. Right now is the perfect time for you to set your intentions. These are the things that I'm going to do every single day. When you like the video, you own it, you pay attention to it, and it puts it in your history on YouTube. You can always come back to it too, okay? So like this video right now, no matter where you're watching, so you can return to it. And subscribe to my channel. Also do that. All right. So now here's what we're going to do. The first thing I want to remind you, like I do on other ones, is collect video of your interactions. You're going to want to do this so that you can analyze what's going on in yourself and in the late talker. Because you might not be able to think about it off the top of your head. If you record video of your interactions, you'll always be able to go back and look at them. And that's what I do with the clients that I work with who coach with me. Okay. So once you do, you have some things that you have to look at your experiences of the past day or the past week or things that you've, you started to think about. We're going to start right here with an analysis. The first thing you have to do to know what to do to make a change, because remember, you're wanting better effort. If you're watching this video, your late talker is inconsistent like this other one. They, they have those things that go down. So this is what you want to do to start with. Your first tip number one, how you're going to create a change in this situation is you have to get some more specific information. You have to know what's going on. It can't just be random happenings. You have to understand what's going on in the present moment throughout your day. Not just what's happening from the outside, but what is going on in the environmental situation, okay? Because these are experiences. Every moment of your life is an experience that you can contribute to because you're there. The late talker contributes to the experience. So do you contribute to the experience. So you need to think about your day because different things contribute to the experience. The place you are, the people you are, the things you interact with, the time of day it is, your resources, your personal resources, whether you've eaten, whether you've slept, all of those things come into play to every single moment of your day. You don't think about it. Your body's processing all those systems at the same time. But if you want to know what is going on, 
to block your process, you have to find out. You have to dig deeper. And that's how you do in segments of your day. Now, in the language facilitation journey to speech, in the workbook, you can see the tool that I'm going to show you to use right here to do this is the um, itinerary, okay? I call this an itinerary and not a, um, I just got to find it right here in my, I know that I have it. It's just that there's so many pages now that I want to share with you. <laughs> Bear with me, everybody. Where is it? My goodness, why am I not finding it? I thought that I moved it over. Let me check. Hang on, everybody. It's the, I, I want to show you, and I, sorry, the worst lives ever, right? Where we don't have, I know that I uploaded this for you so that I can show it to you. And here it is. See, just right before you look, just go, have to go back. So thanks a lot, everybody. Sorry about all that. It's the weekly itinerary. And I, again, I call this a weekly itinerary. Because it's not a set in stone plan. It is what's available to do that day because not everything is available to do every day and not everything is available to do at every time of day because you have different resources at different times of day. So you're going to be using this weekly itinerary to plan out so you can use it as your guide for your analysis too to think about. It's split into sections you can see. There's the morning, there's midday, there's a meal time, and there's a night time, okay? So even just four times a day. Now, it may happen that your lay talker fluctuates more often, and that all depends on how many changes happen in your environment through the day. If you're a very busy family and you're coming and going and commuting and dropping off here and going over there and mom is commuting and coming and going because even the environment, even though the child doesn't leave, if people are coming, going in the environment, the environment changes. The time of day changes based on who is there, what you have available, what's going on, where you are, environmental, physical, and mindset situations because they're all coming into play every single time of the day. And so when you look at your analysis during each one of those times of day, you're going to analyze it. Look right here. Analyze the energy of your day in segments. And you know this because even people about themselves know, am I a morning person? Am I a evening person? When is your child on it? When are they always listening? And when do they need space? And is that, do you know that based on their other experiences? So they might need space after school where they've been asked to do things, sit, wait, be patient, do all that stuff. And now they need a break. Maybe they're hungry or they're hangry, right? Right. If they don't have what they need in their belly, if they haven't slept well, if they're ill, any of those things can come into play. They might not happen on a regular basis, but they might happen occasionally. So if you're looking at why did something change, you know, it was going great for a couple of weeks and then it changed, you'll see in your itinerary as you look week after week after week after week because you'll notice the triggers. And that's the whole point of this thing is that you have to notice these triggers to see where the blockages are where the things are happening okay all right so let's move on to the next one i see a question coming in and i will talk about your question i promise so let's get back to the next segment that i have for you the next idea that i have for you is to focus your language models on the late talkers priority topic and again you can do this tip very specific to the time of day. So in the morning, what is the lay talker's priority? Getting food, getting snuggles, getting out the door because they want to go to school. What are they motivated to accomplish in that little segment of time that we've split into four times of the day? And when you look at what is the late talker's motivation and give up your own, like, I want to teach this thing at this time in the morning. And we're focusing on the late talker's thing because look at, I give you some options. Could it be problem solving? 
Could it be needing assistance? Like, I want to get dressed faster. I want to get something. I want food. I want whatever. What are they trying to communicate during this period of time? Do they need assistance? Have they bypassed you already? Right? We're looking at what is their focus topic? What do they want to share with the world in that segment of the time? So when they first wake up in the morning, it's probably not escaping from triggers or fears, but it could be later in the day. Like after school, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to get home, right? I'm done. I'm tired. They might've liked it in the morning, but they're tired at the end of the day. So this is where you could be coming off your path, where if the late talker is focused on problem solving and you're focused on trying to teach something new, that's a separation and those numbers are going to go down in that level. If you say, all right, you're really focused on getting dressed and what you're wearing. Now I know we need to do the other things too. So you focus first on getting dressed and what you're wearing. And then once those needs are met and you've got some good attention by trust, you know, you've earned the trust of the lay talker. I'm going to teach you what you want first. Then now that you're paying attention to me and you've got this motivation going, you're learning what you want to learn. You're in learning mode. Let's teach a little something that I want you to teach. That's how you're going to be able to do this. You're going to keep them focused on learning. Who cares what they're learning? They're learning what they want. You want them to learn what they want. Ultimately, that's what's required. They won't make improvement unless they learn what they want. And if they're trying to solve a problem while you're trying to teach another skill, you're going to see those numbers go down. So this is how you're going to, another tip to keep it up. So think about where the triggers are, what triggers them, and then move into what are they motivated about? What do they want to do? What are they trying to do in each one of these times of day? And their primary thing, there could be a million things that they could want, and it could change day to day, which is why you have a vertical way to look at this. So Perhaps the first week that you use this tool, you use it as a retrospective analysis to check it out. You can screenshot this one right here and use it yourself and check it out and see what has my late talker's priority been instead of your priority? What do I want to teach in these boxes? Okay, that's how you're going to keep them motivated because ultimately this isn't your responsibility to pull these words out to give the language that, that you want to hear. Your responsibility is to equip and empower them to give you the language that they want to say. That's how a true language facilitator works, and that's how you get the best progress. All right, let's move on to the next one. We'll put this one away. I have topic number three for you about this issue is to create anticipation and interest to learn. That's literally what makes those numbers go up. Without it, the numbers go down. So what do you have to do? Talk about your plans. Talk, teach. You have to provide something for the lay talker to show up to. If you were the teacher, the preschool teacher, the nanny, the the taekwondo teacher, the dance instructor, you would have to show up with a lesson plan, okay? Unless you show up with each four times a day with an, an opportunity, with a syllabus, with a this is what we're going to do right now. This is what we're manifesting. I want to really teach this. Now, ideally, it's the same thing that the lay talker wants to learn. You create a syllabus around their tool, whatever they're focused on right? And when you get them focused on learning it, then you train ahead. So you say, look, I know we've got doctor's office, birthday party, friend coming over this weekend, whatever coming up. I know we've got that going. And remember, you're a late talker. If those triggers are in the way, they're not going to be working. So maybe you need to pick one of these four times in your day to focus on helping the late talker overcome their triggers, overcome what their problems are, show them how to do it. These things aren't going to stop, right? 
Perhaps your focus, instead of teaching something new, is about overcoming some challenge. And how do you do that? You are so aware of what that challenge is that when you bring up something that's challenging for the late talker, you see them repel away from you. That's how you know. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, this is something we're going to have to work through. We're going to have to facilitate because you don't want to abandon wearing shoes, staying inside when you're supposed to, um, following the teacher's direction, staying in your seat in the classroom. You don't want to abandon those things. Those are necessary things that you want to teach this lay talker. And how do you get them motivated to learn these things? You share yours. You talk about yours. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So once you create their anticipation, you talk about this is what we're going to do. This is what our family does. And then if they don't like it, then you say, well, here's how we're going to make it easy for you. Here's how we're going to make it happy for you. Here's how we're going to accommodate that thing for you because our family wants to do it. And we want you to do it with us. So... This is how we're going to do it. I'm going to make it easy for you. Let's practice it. Let me tell you what to expect. Let me hold your hand. Let me cuddle you. What do you need? You're going to find out. You're going to work together with the lay talker to create their interest about it. Once you keep talking about it, and if it's a bad thing, then they're working through it. But if it's a good thing, they're anticipating it. And you're talking about it more days ahead. If the friend is coming over on Saturday, today is Thursday, start talking about it now. Talk about what you'll do. Talk about what you'll eat. Talk about what you'll play. Show pictures of it. Show pictures of that person. Get excited about it and talk about what you're going to do. It's not teaching anything new. It's just reinforcing the language that your late talker already knows and making them feel more comfortable about everything. Whether they love it, now they're going to own it. If they didn't love it, now they're going to love it. It's always about elevation because you don't want to stop these experiences. You want to get the late talker on the same page as you. So everybody is focused together. And how do you keep them focused on what you need to get them focused? It's in balance. It's all about balance. But this this interest in learning is necessary for neural development to happen. Without it, the numbers go down. With it, the numbers go up. Okay, let's move on because there is more to learn, more to learn. Okay, the next tip that I have for you is this one. And that is to encourage the lay talker to show you what they know. If none of these other three resonated for you, this one will, okay? Because you are looking for signs. If you're a parent of a lay talker, the whole reason that that you've got the workbook, that you're here watching these videos is because you're watching those numbers all the time. You're analyzing your own. You're analyzing them. You want to see them go up, especially in that expression of speech, because that's what makes them look that shows your effort. That's your evidence, right? So everybody wants to see more evidence and I get it. I want, that's why we're doing this video. How do you facilitate better evidence? And it's going to be through encouraging the lay talker to show you what they know now. Why is that important? Because it puts them in the projection mindset instead of just listening and learning. And yeah, you're right. You're right when you explain everything about what you're doing. I follow you. I get you. But that doesn't motivate them to increase their effort to try to talk, right? What motivates them to increase their effort to try to talk is encouraging them to show you what they know, whatever it is. We're not only happy with speech. We're happy with every bit of expression that we get because every bit of expression you get gives you the opportunity as the language facilitator to translate that into easy language models that the late talker needs, that they can pick up, that they want to use to share these ideas. And four times a day, you are going to encourage them to show you what they know. If they bring you something, I've got a mom right now who's got a late talker who really wants to talk, but he doesn't know the words. 
He just doesn't know the words, but it's not stopping him from making expression. And he's literally talking gibberish gobbledygook. It's trying to be words. His brain is literally hacking through the neural development it needs to listen and learn and focus. And he is trying and trying and trying to say words, right? I know it's happening because I can see it on their videos. And this mom is like, what is this? I have no idea what it is. There's no point of reference. There's no picture he's pointing to because he's literally in his mind wishing he could be a speaker. I want to talk as good as you, mom, right? And the coaching that I'm giving to that mom is that she's got to make her speech models easier for the late talker to pick up. And how you're going to do that is you got to really understand what they're laying down. And if you do a lot of, oh, that's nice. Wow. Mm, ooh, yeah. Good words. Ooh, I like your talking, right? That's only, it's actually misleading to a late talker. It makes them believe, because remember, they in their head have a visual of what they're saying with this indiscriminate speech. And you want it to move into something better, and you want to provide the models they need to shift it into something better. So what you have to do is you have to understand it better. And the first thing you do is you just tell the late talker, I love you're talking. I hear you talking more, but buddy, I don't understand those words. Show me. They can show you. They'll show you with a gesture. They'll show you with whatever. You don't even have to tell them to show you. The minute you tell them that you don't understand, but first you have to tell them that you want to understand. And that's the whole point. I want to know what you're saying. I want to learn from you. You are so smart about this. You know a lot about this. Obviously, there's blah, 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 blah. They're going on about it. You know a lot about this. But think about them not as somebody who who's talking less than you. Think about someone who's talking ahead of you. If you were talking to a professor who was talking jargonic speech that you didn't even understand and you were like, wow, they really know what they're talking about, but it's jargon to me. I don't even understand it. That's really what's going on, right? It's a high level idea that they just don't have the language to bring it to you. That's why we love these opportunities. So when you say, I just don't understand what you're trying to tell me. I know, I know it's important and I know I want to learn because it sounds really good and you're very excited about it. So let's, I want to figure it out. Help me figure it out. And they'll start gesturing. They'll show you, they'll drag you places. And then here's the key. You say, oh, now I understand. You worked so hard to explain to me you wanted this, this way or that, that that way or this, this thing, or you don't like this, you like this instead, or whatever they were trying to tell you. And every bit of it, you give them seeds. Okay. I know you're talking about water, you know, because you could get part of it out because what it'll do is they'll try harder, even with their speech as it gets better and it'll get easier for you to understand and you'll get the clues. You're like, give me clues. I want to understand. And this is what your late talker has been doing since birth right? But what you're doing is you're actively putting them in the, I want to interpret what you're saying. Give me something easy. I'm going to interpret into something easy for you. You can pick it up. And these are the most successful moments when previously you would have abandoned them because you feel like there's a disconnect. I'm trying to understand and you're trying to explain and you're not even listening to me. It's because you're talking too much, too fast, too big. Get together, get connected with the lay talker and just give them the words they need. A few words. Give me that. You want me to give you that. Give you that cookie. Give me that cookie. And they're going to be like, whoa, that's what I wanted to hear. I need to hear the basics so I can pick up the basics. And then when they give you the basics, then you give them more, right? But you don't give them more until they give you the basics. You're always one step ahead. They give you a single word. You give them two or three. 
They give you an idea, my yellow ball. You give them three sentences because three words that look connected in a sentence, you know, like she was talking about these real sentences, leave it alone. Don't touch my hands. It's my thing. You are annoying. You know, just give it to me. That kind of business they'll say it because those are words that they have picked up that they know are effective and that in their emotional need to communicate, they overcome the anxiety and fear and they pull out those easy phrases. So stick with easy phrases that you're interpreting. Let them know, I want to know what you're saying. Oh, you could say it this way. You could say it that way. Oh, now I get it. That, oh, now I get it part is very important. This whole process of this is one whole video by itself, okay? Just letting them know that you care enough to figure out what they're saying. They will try harder always when you let them, encourage them. Just tell me what you know. You know a ton. Instead of trying to teach them what you know, this is the whole big point of language facilitation, and this is going to get you far with your kids, okay? For all of my clients who are watching, this is the tip, the number one tip I'm going to be sharing with you in our coaching call later. Okay, here's the next one. Let them observe you having fun. This is the last tip I have for you about this topic. When you demonstrate how to, wow, I love it. Oh, I get you. I don't understand. When you get, show them how you explain when you're struggling and when you're excited, both of those things through these little, they called gestalt phrases. It's just a little chunk of language that means a lot more than it does. It might be related. It might not be related, but most of the time with gestalt, it is related. That's how you know it's not echolalia. They sing baby shark song when they're in the shower around water things, right? They sing the head, shoulders, knees, and toes song when you're getting dressed and you're talking about body parts. When things are related, it's gestalt. When they're not related, it's separation. You'll know whatever your lay talker is using to communicate with you you'll know what it means because they're throwing it at you with intention. It is communication, all behavior, all reciting songs, all saying words over and over again, all jargon, same word, jargon word, right? You could be like, I don't get it. Show me what that means. Show me what that means. They will. They will. Because once you let them know that you don't understand, they'll quit fighting against that wall. Once you tell them, I don't understand, because that's what they expect from you, right? If you try to get them to do something that they don't understand, they, they leave. They don't even wait for you to explain. I don't understand you. They just leave. <laughs> they just leave. So they know when you're connected. They know. And that's how you do it. Four times a day, you can focus on letting them observe you having fun. So you can use this itinerary with any one of these strategies that I gave you today, any one of them, that, and that will help you elevate those levels because you've got to find out with that first one, that analysis strategy, where they are, what they're lacking, what they're struggling with, why they're blocked why the language isn't flowing, why they go down, right? If you don't understand what's causing, what's triggering that to go down, then you're not, you're going to be stuck in this cycle of up and down. That's why we call it waves of communication. It's normal to go up and down. We all get triggered and triggers happen. But what you want to do is when you observe that trigger, note it, say it, use one of these things to get that thing right back up above the line again. Because once you're into the functional stuff, I want to talk about what you want to know. I want you to know what's important. We were going to the doctor. We're going to whatever functional stuff. This is important for us to know. Wearing shoes, why we do things, when we have to do things, and why we have to do them at that time. There are orders to things, and that helps late talkers, right? 
It doesn't have to be highly structured. An itinerary always can change. But without it, you're just haphazardly going through your day. You're not consistent. You're not structured at all. You're not keeping your focus, your focus as the equipper and the empowerer, right? You're the one that's responsible for this equipment. Do they have what they need? Everybody knows about that. They got the food they need. They got the clothes they need. They got the whatever they need. Do they have the spoken language models they need? That's the equipment for language facilitation and empowerment. Do they have not just the freedom to do what they want to listen, but the empowerment to let them know that what they say is valuable to you and important to you. And without them trying hard, you're not going to even understand what it is. And if you don't understand, they know no one else is going to understand because you understand more than anybody else as the language facilitator. So you're the primary one that's got to change this mindset. In the late talker from, I don't know, I can't do it. Nobody gets me on a, I'm saying, uh, ja, 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 uh, ja. I know I'm trying to say it right. And they're wrong. They're not. But they're not going to know that they're going up against a wall unless you show them, buddy, this is the wall. It's not going to work. I don't understand. Let me show you the way around. Help me work together with me. Use the clues together. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful for those of you who are watching. Again, this is live Q&A. So I've got a question already. If you have a question for today's Q&A, please post it in the comments. All you got to do is let me know a little bit about your late talker and I'll give you some guidance about how to move forward. Okay, so we do have a question who came in here from Priya. Hi, Priya. Priya says, my kid is seven years old. He is expressing everything verbally, but not talking about what happened in school. Thanks. So when we look at this late talker, let's look again at that level chart. I'm going to find the right one <laughs> with all of my graphics. It is not this one. Oh boy. In this and this expressive language chart, I don't know why they're so difficult to find on my thing here. Uh, well, let's talk about this. Actually, the whole reason that I pulled this up is connection with the language facilitator. So if a lay talker is saying everything they want and they're not talking about what they did at school. That means that they only are using spoken language for the purpose of answering the questions or responding to the statements or whatever. They've gotten to a functional level. I do need to show you that other chart. I'm going to find it. It's the one with the little guy crying at the bottom. Nope. Where are they? Come on, chart. I'm so sorry, everybody. There it is. I don't know why. I don't know. Anyways, thank you. So in this case, what we're talking about here is the late talker is stuck at level four. They can talk about what they want. They can talk about what they want, what color they want. They can talk about when they want it. They can say when they want something to stop um, because they're really good at labeling and describing the situation that they're looking for. They don't want to be here anymore. They want to be farther up. And what's happening here at level four is there is a comfort zone level. They get what they want. This little kid is getting pushed on the swing. They're getting through the day just fine. Okay. Now, this is a problem for families, kind of like we talked about with this answer to this question right here. Oops. I don't know if I can see. Let me look over here. Yep. Let me pop this off of here. So you can see in the very bottom of this where above the line is where functional spoken language begins. And this late talker is labeling everything they want and describing things. Now, there still is responsibility at this level of the language facilitator to make the action happen. That's why I used pushing a swing for the graphic 
at this level. The late talker is literally at this level triggering you to give them more. And if you stay the same, so if they say, I want to swing, and you say, oh, you want to swing, let's swing. I'll push you on the swing. They understand I push you on the swing. If that's where the communication stops, then you get stuck at this level. You get stuck because there is no advancement. You're not describing more. You're not talking about what happens next or how and what way am I pushing you and what way do you want to be pushed? You're just meeting the need right? And it's happy. Everybody's happy. I asked for a need. You're meeting the need. I push. You say faster. I push. Oh, you want me to push you faster? I'm pushing you faster. I rely on you to communicate your wants and needs to me. And I'm am only responding to you. I'm not helping you pull up. I'm not offering you more advanced models. I'm not giving you, equipping you to advance your own spoken language to talk about your previous experiences. So that's why you're stuck. Number one at, at level four, firmly at level four, and kids will be at level four for a long time because level four gets them through the day of school with no meltdowns. Level four gets them good jobs, green lights on their stuff because they're doing what they're told. They get what they need. Everybody's got an understanding of the current situation, but there is no advancement at that level. Level three happens when kids aren't even trying to say words, but you have somehow through your language models motivated that late talker to try saying words. And what happened was when they tried saying words, they got good feedback at school, at places, when they say words and little phrases and sentences, and it's the right words to get what they want, bing, it happens. So your late talker learned that speech really works, right? So what you've done is you've taught them that basic words will get people to run circles around you. This is the valet stage. Push me and they get pushed faster and they do it. They're not motivated to increase. And how you motivate them to increase is with the, the things that I talked about on this video today. All the things I talked about on this video today because late talkers don't want to stay the same. They get frustrated by all you're saying is push, we push faster, we push faster. And you're like, well, he always smiled when I did it that way before. Well, how many times can you hear push we faster? Weeks, months, years? Some schools keep kids at this level because once they learn the colors, then they teach them the numbers, then they teach them the shapes, then they teach them the lists of things. Very much like the way foreign language is taught in school or used to be, or it still is hopefully not so much, where you learn all those things. Once you get a kid who's able to learn and memorize stuff, Great. Now, I look great as a therapist because this, this kid's saying more, but the mom, this mom knew different. She knew that this kid's not ready to say what's on his mind or explain things more deeply because all he's doing is labeling and describing things. More of them. More and more and more and more. And in more detail, labeling, describing, labeling, describing. And when that happens, you're not telling any stories. Level four to level five starts with telling stories. Why did this happen? Why do you want me to push you faster? Why are we swinging every day? Why aren't we doing something different? Maybe you need swinging or maybe you want to do something different and I'm the one keeping you stuck. You'll, you're the one to find out how this goes, right? Here's another one. Same situation. My son is eight years old and can't make sentences. What should I do? You need to motivate him out of level four into level five. You start telling stories. When they bring you with one blue cup, Daniel Tiger, Daniel Tiger song, you know, whatever they bring up with their labels, you know what they're talking about. You give them examples of three examples of sentences that they could say in that moment that are appropriate for that situation. Not hoping that they'll imitate them right then. Use them in your talking so they pick them up naturally and use them a lot, four times a day. 
Use them during morning time. Use them during midday. Use them during mealtime and use them during nighttime. The same kinds of phrases that the lay talker needs to pick up. If you are putting in your itinerary four times a day to present these topics that your lay talker wants to learn about, you're not spending that four times a day teaching them what you want them to learn. You're teaching them what they want to learn. This is key. That's the whole reason your lay talker is not making sense is because people have been teaching them to say words. And that's good enough to get the cookie or the reward or the good job. Or, yeah, you said words. Nice job. Is it really? Is it really? Is that what you want? You don't because you're saying, what should I do? You should motivate this late talker. If you started watching this video late, go back to the beginning and watch on the replay because there are five amazing strategies in this video alone that will help you move from level four to level five. Hey, Angela. Angela says, great info. Angela has a, a late talker who was a late talker, didn't start talking till seven years old, and now writes stories and does videos online and produces music and is amazing. So the point here, again, how to keep a lay talker focused on improving their speech, because remember, it's up to them. It will happen when they want to. It will happen when they need it. When they're in an environment where they're surrounded by people that don't understand their nonverbal stuff, they will use speech. They will, as long as they're relaxed and comfortable and those people are open to them. And you are the one to teach them how to do that. Teach them how it's easy. It's easy for them. That's when they pick it up. When you say, try this hard thing in order to get this big reward, they're it's not going to happen for you. It's going to block your progress even more. So, and this is what Angela says. Thank you. You're absolutely right. Okay. So that's the whole point of this video today, everybody, is teaching you about how to motivate this late talker to increase their effort, how to keep it increased. And you're going to want to do four times a day where you plan to focus on whatever this late talker wants. Now, the more often you do it, the faster you'll see progress, but it's also not perfect. You know, nobody can do it 24 hours a day, but in four opportunities, four times a day, you should be able to come up with two to three hours to focus on what this kid wants to learn and teach it to them. Whether it's music, whether it's animals, whether it's ABCs, whether it's coloring, what they will show you what they want. Observe them and watch them. I and mean, you might be surprised even, especially these days, you could be really surprised. Here's a comment from Lila. Lila, let's see. Just checking in to make sure we're on track with my late talker who has speech apraxia. Um, our first step is responding to sound, correct? Right now he's making sounds to respond. It seems to be making progress, but I know we aren't there yet. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about speech sounds. No, mm -mm. we're not going to work on speech sounds. Use There's a list of challenges. Should I praise and correct the phrase? Should I just say, don't understand that and keep going? All right. So with speech apraxia, we're doing a, um, we're doing a, uh, evolutionary process with all of these issues. It's an evolutionary process from point A to point B to point C to point A to point A, point one, A point two, A point three. You, you know, it depends on the blockage, how big the blockage is. Some kids have big physical blockages like speech apraxia, physical speech apraxia that otherwise motor wise, you know, you've got motor in your hands and feet and body otherwise. Big motor physical pr problems, hearing problems, you know, those are major things that you have to overcome with accommodations and extra kinds of teaching. Same thing with big mindset stuff. Now, big mindset happens come from big environmental challenges. Um, so if you've had a lot of ABA or a lot of pressure, things like that, then remember, you're in the category of families that have a lot of big blockages. You're overcoming layer by layer, by layer, by layer. You're not even going to get to point B until you overcome a lot of the blockages that other families don't even experience, okay? 
And it is possible and happening even for Lila, but it is not about teaching the process the same way other kids learn developmentally. Your kids are different. They learn in this gestalt way. Gestalt, look it up, G-E-S-T-A-L-T. It is how kids learn in useful functional abilities, small things. Motor-wise, when your late talker learns how to hold the spoon, they never put it down. They practice. They hold spoons. They start, start practicing this grip. They'll hold on to things all the time. When they start walking, when they start jumping off the diving board, when they start talking, same things. You'll hear them producing effort that is substandard compared to other people because they're working with a system that is substandard right? It's not even standard. It's substandard. It's not the same equipment other people have, okay? Mindset-wise, substandard. Environmental-wise, substandard. If there was a substandard situation, then we have to work out of that. Work out of that. So, now, when I said he should say, ah, ba 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 for bar. Yeah, so, um, or Emma for Elmo, making sounds for his words. Okay, so what I would recommend is don't worry about simplifying the words for him to imitate them. I see what you're saying here, right? This is what you're going for. You want to simplify things because he's at a substandard physiological level. You want to accommodate and help him do, but that's not how language works. It's different than motor skills, where first you have to move certain muscles before other muscles support them. Language, spoken language is... It's for, it comes from ideas. It's transferring a physical or visual image into a language-based expression, okay? That's why it's nonverbal or limited verbal or verbal or whatever, but it's still expression of an idea. When you point to Elmo, it means Elmo. When you say Emma, 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 it doesn't mean Elmo. It doesn't mean Elmo. When you say Elmo, Elmo, it means Elmo. It means Elmo. You always want to represent what you're producing, a communication behavior. It's not a skill, how to move your mouth, do all that business. They will learn to move their mouth just like he has so far without any kind of pressure or this kind of business because spoken language doesn't work like that. We don't pull it out like we pull out movement. You know, where I can literally stretch a muscle passively. It's not, doesn't work like that for spoken language. So all you parents that have a physiological blockage, you need to separate your mindset from I'm teaching this kid's mouth to work to I'm teaching the complex processes of their brain for all the parts to work together to produce a spoken language. And whatever's going to come out of him is going to be whatever comes out of him. And then you're going to say, that means Elmo, right? And then when he says, Emma, 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 and you know, and you're trying to get him to say, Elmo, that's what you're facilitating. You're almost there. You got the M part. Let's keep it going. Elmo. Daniel starts with D. Daniel, never stop. Same with singing. I saw you doing that with your singing too in one of the videos that you sent where you're doing, you know, that, that, um, leave off the end. Don't leave off the end. Say now it's your turn. You know, just let him imitate the whole thing to his best ability. And that ability will improve. He will show you because when you limit your model, you limit their effort. I only want sounds. That's what you're telling them. And it's not true. You don't only want sounds. You want that whole word. If you want them to walk across the room, you don't make them stop at one step, right? You want them to jump for five minutes to increase their duration. You don't make them stop after a minute. Are you sure? Are you sure you know how to jump? They learn while they're jumping. That's the whole point of duration, of endurance, of increasing their ability, of growing a whole pathway and not just triggering and highlighting one part of the brain. Okay. 
super, super important to understand the difference. I hope that you get it. That's so helpful. Now you get it. it's a different process for spoken language. That's why we don't call it speech so much. People understand it as speech, but speech is the thing that you write that you or to, that's already pre-planned and thought of ahead. Spoken language is your expression of the ideas that you have in your mind and your heart. And that's the difference. So I'm really glad you asked that question, Lila. And you're understanding the difference in how we're motivating these kids. Because no matter what your blockage is. So if your blockage is like Ben and you have autism and you can't think in the same organized way. You have your own organized way of thinking. And other people's way of this is how they structure things. It doesn't work. So Ben got really good. And Angela got really good at seeing how does Ben need me to say things to him? How does he need me to explain things? so that he doesn't have a meltdown. Now, does it work 24 seven? No, he's in, he's in his teens and they still have moments where she's like, all right, I can see that you are triggered. He can't even talk. He goes straight down that list to this. I don't know what to say. I can't say about it because she's so intuitively connected with him. She knows he's in a moment. She coaches him to understand where he is in the moment processing his feelings, processing his under, understanding, because he is the one. You can't say feel better to a kid, get over it, get regulated. They have to self-regulate. You're facilitating self-regulation by saying, I see that regulation is, it, is not happening here. I see that the effort isn't happening here. Why? Because you're not regulated, you're distracted, you're, there's all those reasons. There's all those reasons, okay? So, Woo, really good video today. It's all about where is this lay talker focusing? And if you want them to focus on spoken language, then it has to be their priority. They're always going to focus on their priority. That's what we all do. That's what you do. Okay. So one more time. My name is Marcy Melzer. I'm from wavesofcommunication.com. And wait a minute. I saw a comment here that somebody said, wait a minute. I thought I saw it. Is there any book? Of course there is a book. There are multiple books. So the first thing, the first book that I, you can see is if you're in the U.S., you can see the 11-week language facilitation journey to speech. Now, just released. It's very exciting that we've got this going on right now. I'm going to show you something else that I have done in the works. Now, it is my dream to have this workbook available to India but you can't produce a workbook on Amazon in India. There just is no way I can do it. So I've had to try to figure out how do I get this information to all of you and how can I work the system of whatever system I have because I'm in this all by myself and I've got to use systems <clears throat> to be able to get this information to you. So what I have done, you're going to love this, is this. <clears throat> I made another book. It is pretty much the same as this. It's got a few little tweaks because in order to publish a second book or a second edition kind of book, you have to make a few changes. So there's a few other extra pages in here and I changed the title and I changed the picture because I really want this information to be available. Now, this book was published on Amazon UK. So if you are in the UK or you order from Amazon UK or you have family members in UK, they can order this book and send it to you. Now, also, if you live in India, and the links for these books are in the description of this video. If you live in India, you can pre-order this on Kindle. Now, the Kindle version is not going to be so much of a workbook because this is pages and pages of work, empty workbook pages that you're supposed to fill out, kind of like a diary in the workbook version. Um, and I am trying. I found another publisher that I'm hopefully going to be working with if they work with me in the U.S. They are an Indian publisher who will be willing to print this, but I just have to see if they'll work with me. So I can get this out in English and I have a Hindi version that I'm going to be able to put out if I can work with this other publisher. So fingers crossed. We're waiting for the Mercury retrograde to end. Hopefully we can get this going, but the links for these are now and you can pre-order the Kindle version right now 
in India on Amazon.in. And it's a much reduced cost because, again, it's not going to be pages and pages of this. It's going to be more of a way to use a journal that you have, like a blank page book or something like that, um, with the graphics from the worksheets that are in the video so that you can use your own journal to write things. At least you'll have the processes and the charts, the level charts, all those things that you need to make these increases, like to help make this this progress that we're trying to all facilitate here. So the title's a little bit different. The 11-week journey to shift behavior into speaking. It's a little bit more literal because honestly, we're dealing with people that English is maybe not their primary language. And I wanted to make it easy to understand what you're going to be able to do with this book. It is a process, a workbook for parents and caregivers to connect with the late talkers in your life and facilitate spoken language naturally through them, facilitate them to improve their spoken language. Remember, we're not pulling speech out. We're not curing anything. We're not fixing anything that's wrong. We're just facilitating the spoken language that's missing right? By providing the models that the late talker needs and helping them learn. Okay. So I hope that you will consider looking into these titles. I am working really hard to get this information available to you. These books are the foundation of how I'm going to be moving forward as I start traveling, as I start working with professionals and parents and caregivers all over the world so that they can start to adapt language facilitation strategies into their daycare centers and, um, you know, schools and therapy sessions, hopefully. More and more speech therapists are following the idea of gestalt processing. And I'm really hoping that these tools are going to be helping you as their clients, right? Help them, make them look like a rock star, show them how you are so powerful to equip and empower the late talker in your life because no one is more powerful than their parents and caregivers to find the spoken language they're looking for. That's how all this works. Thanks for tuning in today. With a whole range of waves of communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create non-stop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.